could have predicted this? Who could have seen this coming? This is big news that no one, well, everyone is talking about it, but um, it's not something that a lot of people care about right now. <laughs> and you shouldn't. You really shouldn't. Um, like, no one, no one really should draw focus to this or care about this at all. But we have to. Um, if you're about that life, uh, is, is really the only excuse to know so much information about this. But, but in general, it's not something that's life-threatening, life-changing or anything like that. But just, just know that your children will eventually see movies based on very crappy comic book characters whom you will look at as an older person, and you'll probably be speaking to your grandchildren going, oh, that's not the Iron Man that I know. The Iron Man I know, drunk alcohol, that's that's a transgender Asian. <laughs> I promise you they might do something like that. Oh, no, I forgot. Hold on. What am I saying? Hold on, to It's a freaking podcast. Got the pen right there. Yeah, but I remember how my pen and stuff... I got it. Fill my notes so I can sit there and remember what I'm talking about. Write down important plot points. As I sip my tea that I'm sure I spit in. Mm, let's get into it. So, hello everybody. Welcome to Fun with Flame. I'm your host, Daniel the Flame. Mm, long time before my intro. But, yeah, comic books are... They're destroying themselves. The comic book industry right now is destroying itself. During this crisis. And basically everyone is seeing them. For the assholes that they are. And the shitty business practices that they have. And. It. It's terrible. It really is. It's really terrible. It's so quiet in here. I hate when it's so quiet. But. <laughs> it's it's truly appalling. How ridiculous the comic book industry actually is. Considering all the factors. And how much. People are basically hyping up. And jumping on the bandwagon of being a nerd now, um, if that is a thing. I don't associate myself as a nerd, but I do partake in nerd culture. I do associate myself as an otaku, but that's a whole different other mental thing I got going on. <laughs> so, uh, I'm not a nerd, but damn it, I'm, I'm, I'm something. <laughs> so, but, I mean, but I, you can say, I mean, I, I love Spider-Man, but I ain't got nothing to do with love, that's just... That's just an act of nature. Like just, this is pure devout love. Nothing, no one, any, no, nothing anyone can do anything about that. I dare my wife to go. You have to choose me or Spider Man. I'd be like, whoa, man. It's like which kid to pick, you know? <laughs> it's like you can't, you can't throw me under the bus like that, baby. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a fictional character. What do you mean so much? You, you just don't know. You just don't know. So. So with that being a mindset, you can understand the importance that these characters have to me as well as a lot of other people. And considering the fact that basically now that these corporations have complete control and domination over these characters and these IPs and all these comic book stuff, the stuff that made the stuff popular and wanted to be sought after right now during this huge boom of comic book movies and comic book heroes and things like that coming out. You would think they would do more to protect the brand or keep it flourishing, to keep it new, fresh, exciting. That way, people have a lot of things to look forward to. There's more stuff to come. You you have all these amazing older characters that people grew up loving, and then you just release 
newer, better characters that people will learn to love. And you can have these new open-eyed, wide-eyed kids looking at these movies going, ooh, like, this is the character I grew up on. Like, yeah, like, you might like Superman, but that, that bitch ain't got nothing on whoever, you know? <laughs> so, stuff like that. And it's like that, it just seems the logical route to take when doing this with the uh, comic book characters and uh, having all this stuff, but it's not. That's not what they're doing at all. Uh, this, this epidemic has shown people uh, the comic book industry's true colors. And I'm afraid they all came up um, non-binary. <laughs> oh, count it. I took a shot. <laughs> but it's, it, it's, it's getting terrible simply because of the fact that, um, one, you have someone like Disney who really doesn't care about the Marvel um, I think they call it the, it's like Marvel Entertainment. That's the comic book branch. They don't care about them. They let them do whatever they want. That's why they've been pro um, producing very terrible comics as of late. Like they, I, I know like some people say like it's like a few of them that are actually worth reading. I don't think any comic is really worth reading because they're all random story plot lines and things like that. Again, Otaku, I, I'm singular, singular stories are, are the best to me. Um, because, you know, that's it, that's all that there is, but so many random stuff, anyone can do whatever they want with a character, and basically, that's what they're doing now, so, you're getting terrible things happening, because they're not letting people who associate, or understand, or even like the character to do stuff with it, but instead, they're just, because these people fit their so-called agenda, or their mindset, or anything like that, and they're having them do whatever the hell they want. They're just letting them go ham turkey. Um, like, yes, I believe that men are bad. And it's like, cool, can you write for Captain Marvel? Sure. She's a strong, powerful woman who can defeat anyone who gets in her way. And it's like, okay, well, what about the dynamic and the relationships that she would have with all these other characters and stuff like that? You talking poppycock there, loser. <laughs> all I need is for her to fight people with her powerful vagina beam. That's not a thing. Well, it can be and it will be Captain Marvel all day. And and it's like they just, and they, they, they let shit like that happen. And it's like, you, you think I'm joking, but it's like you, Captain Marvel comics have always been terrible. Um, every time that the sales get ridiculous, but because they want to keep the brand of the character alive, um, a comic book trick that Marvel does and what they're prone for doing is that they'll basically re, um, they'll reboot the series. So whenever sales start dropping, they'll just reboot the series, and then they'll resell it. And then because comic book industry is based off people buying, like, first issues, limited editions, and things like that, when you reboot a series, the sales go up. And so then, you know, you just that's just a little easy way of tweaking the figures so you can show, you know, um, investors and whatnot. And I was like, no, see, people like buying this character without with them not realizing the structure of how comic book people actually work or the structure of how um, comic books in themselves are bought and sought after and things like that. And it's just, it's just really a, a uphill battle for anyone to try and show them the example of the fact that like, yo, this is terrible. People don't really care for it. Fix it. Because the only thing that they see are dollar signs. And the only thing that they're showing everybody are dollar signs. But, and it's just like a, uh, it's like, yeah, it's making some type of money, but you could be making a hell of a lot more if you just 
did this better, but they, they won't, they, they won't, I mean, think, think about this, like, you are more likely to hear about a bad comic book, or terrible things that are done inside of a comic book, rather than a comic book that's actually good, you, you don't hear anything about ones that are good, when people tell you, like, yes, this is, this is a good story, this is a good book, people don't really hype it up, because it's a lot easier, and they're a lot more frequently, bad ones that come out, the, the Children of the Atom, the New Warriors, that crap, the, what the, the DC's releasing, that Gotham High, um, BS, it's like this stuff is, is a, it's everywhere, they have it, it's all over the place, they're constantly using it, constantly doing stuff with it, and they're just making it from bad to worse, and the ship is just terribly sinking, the Titanic got a hole in it, it it's supposed to be unsinkable, well, it, there's a hole in it, well, but it's supposed to be unsinkable, okay, the, the issue is that there's a hole in it. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you thought it was. Right now, it's not. And there's an issue. We have to do something about it. What the captain do on that movie? He shot himself. <laughs> so, he, didn't, he didn't save everybody. He didn't think of a plan to get off the boat. Nope. He was like, yeah, this is hopeless. And he killed himself. Because he was like, eh. <laughs> so, you got uh, dumb crap like that. That's, that's just happening, and, and, it, and it's like they're shooting themselves in the heart, not even the foot, but in the heart, so first they started alienating the people who actually read the books, now that this pandemic has happened, they got these authors on their own, um, because they had the pencil down initiative, which was a thing in which they told all artists and creators to basically just stop, because you can't, they can't make any more comics, they no longer could use the distributor, uh, I believe this diamond, that's the distributor for most comic books. Um, they can no longer use them. Turns out they owe a bunch of people money and they can't pay vendors and stuff like that. So they might go out of business when this is all over with. Who knows? Um, but they just, they've had so many, so much, it was basically it's like they've been doing underhanded business practices for years and now that basically they had to finally stop. Everything's been thrown, like they, everything's been shown, put in the light. And it's starting to become some irreprehensible, like, I can't, you can't really redeem yourself for these fault type deals. Not stuff that people will be like, hey, we've loved these guys for years and we support them for years. They helped shape our childhood. We should help them out. We should donate money, keep these artists fed so we can get the stuff. And that's, that is not what's happening. That would have been the dream. I, I can see if, like, Stan Lee was still running stuff and people were working in the industry that actually mattered, that would be something that definitely would have taken off because uh, comic book fandom is a crazy, dangerous thing. Hell, fandom in general is just a dangerous thing. You saw the power that fandom had in moving uh, the Sonic movie to be what it is. And and so it's like, you know, it's like... it. It's not like the voices of the people who actually care about the stuff that you're doing don't matter. They, these are the people who care about it, you know? It's like without them, you don't, have, you don't have customers. You don't have an audience. You don't have anyone to voice your opinions to or to tell these stories to if these people didn't care. So why not actually take care in showing your appreciation to them, like doing characters that they like, listening to some... Um, feedback from fans, and it's like, yeah, you, you don't have to make a story completely something that they made up, like somebody's fan fiction, but at the same time, like, it's just still, 
be note like um be noteworthy of who exactly you're dealing with, what type of fans you're dealing with, what type of characters that you're going to deal with, the history that they have behind them and whatnot, before you just jump into a story trying to push some type of weird agenda or anything like that, which is now the 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 straight up the industry norm is that if you don't have an agenda attached to whatever story you're going to use, then you can't use a prominent favorite, um, famous character because everyone knows that. Trying to be agenda pushing for a nobody character, your book, no one's going to read it. But if you have a somebody, you're agenda pushing, and then people have to then take notice of it because they love this character so much. All of this history is now being pushed in some weird ass agenda. I now have to look at this stuff and then still question my sanity. Like, case in point, in that um, the Gotham High uh, graphic novel that's, that's out, just, just stupid. Just stupid, um, agenda pushing, pandering, signal. Um, was it um, something signaling? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't care. But all of that stuff is negative. It's always has been and always will be negative towards actual fans. And and it's like the comic, like Marvel has been known for doing this. All the damn time. But it's not just Marvel. It's the comic book industry in general. A lot of them do crap like this. You know. And so it's like. They sit there. And they personally go out of their way. To. Tear. Like they just. Do these horrendous stories. Then they go back. And then they talk about their own personal opinion. On stuff like Twitter. Or they're just like. Out and about. Around at conventions. And things like that. Just voicing their opinions. On what they believe is. True topics at hand. And stuff like that. And they're like that's. It's all well and good. That's fine. If you have these personal opinions, those are your personal opinions. I, I really, I don't find a fault in someone going on Twitter stating whatever the hell it is that they want to state about anything, if, as long as they're still a good writer. Like, who cares? And it's like, you might have this opinion about this, but if you're still a good writer, that's, that's, your, that's your deal. That's your thing. You know, and it's like, you're not doing something egregiously heinous to where it's like, you know, you no longer should have the job that you're doing because of these egregious, heinous acts. And it's like, no, no, like, yeah, you're not doing that. You're just stating your own personal opinions, your feelings, your thoughts, and your beliefs. That's fine. I can't fault you for thinking or having this stuff. But when you personally go out of your way to attack the people who enjoy the stuff that you're supposed to be a part of, you tweet things like comic book fans are terrible, or if you don't like this book, you're um, a misogynist, or, you know, like just just some of the most terrible things that you're telling the people who basically are supposed to be your fans. Because it's not like you are the original creator of this series, or you're the original creator of these these characters, these things. And it's like, in the case which they are, and it's like, and then you still do what you do, and it's like, do you look at what all is happening? And it's like, did you do this in accordance to how this world is design when you introduce these characters like with the uh, the new warriors and whatnot and like you're introducing new characters did you think towards how these characters will affect the actual people who read comic books or were you just thinking of characters to make damn the fans who read comic books and then you just leave it up to some blind faith that these books are definitely going to sell and it'll be positive and people will love it because the people that we're trying to incorporate into the comic books aren't really people associated with comic books. They don't buy, they don't read them, but we want to tap into that demographic. But that demographic literally does not associate with comic books. 
So you're you're basically trying to dig for water in in outer space. You know, <laughs> like you're floating in space and you're going, I swear to God, there's water here somewhere. And you're floating and you just got a drill and you're just spinning the drill. <laughs> and it's like, there's water. I swear there's water. And I'm going to find it. You don't go to another planet. You're just floating in space. And it's like, that's, that's, that's completely, completely asinine and stupid. Um, I, 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 really, I really wanted to say stupid, but the word asinine came out. So, <laughs> but like the, the fact that these people go on Twitter and are literally dogging and trashing people who are just telling them like, hey, you're doing this to this character. Don't you know that in this book or in this series, this character, it was stated and it's made canon that this character now does this. So he can't possibly do that. And then you tell him, oh, you misogynistic, cisgender male. Like, you, don't you shame me and tell me what not to do. I'm the writer. And just like, oh, my God. Like, you don't have to completely change your entire mental infrastructure just to incorporate or understand where a fan is coming from. Um, I remember thinking back to... uh. It was a, like during the interviews and stuff for like Black Panther and when they did the Avengers uh, Endgame and um, uh, what's the other one? Um, Infinity War. They had a bunch of people doing interviews, you know, from those movies and whatnot. And they had the guy who played uh, the ape on uh, Black Panther. Um, you know, the, the one, Masa! <laughs> Masa! Hate that movie. God, that movie sucks. But, um,. It's a bad movie. It's a, it's a bad movie. Watch it. If you think it's a good movie, watch it again. And then just literally, like, take a step back. And then just, when you see something questionable, ask, like, just just ask that question. Pause the movie and ask that question. Like, you go, why, if they're so advanced, why would they make weapons like spears? You know? I was like, why? How was that an advancement and stuff? Why doesn't everyone have... Uh, vibranium suits. They, they have so much of it. And they can just utilize it all the time. And, and you, once you start asking one question, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a snowball effect throughout the rest of the movie. And then you're going to understand why, how bad and stupid Black Panther really is. But I digress. But um, the guy who played the ape, he was in, like, it was some talk show interview in which he was talking about something. And, uh, uh excuse me. He was talking about something, and I remember um, them having him break down something that a fan did. And I was like, that was real. It was real cool that a fan did this. But at the same time, that fan was somebody who doesn't realize what's actually happening. And like what they're actually doing with these people and with these characters and whatnot. But he was saying during his talk show that a fan gave him just basically, uh, he had like, like a... Uh, I'm about to say a wheelbarrow, but like a little red wagon, something like that, that had just like piles of comics that had the red ape dude, that had the great ape dude in it, or whatever. And then he was like, hey man, just read these so you do that character justice, man. Like seriously, like just like go through these. Like he was like, these are like the best moments of that character. It's what he's most mostly known for, his famous exploits and like just go through this, that way when you do this character, you, you giving it your all, it, it, I'm paraphrasing of course, but essentially that's what the fan did, and then the guy was like, he was incredibly touched, and then he understood the importance of the role that he was going to play 
and the character that he was going to be. And it gave him a different perspective and light on the character. Because being someone who is, is an actor, a professional actor and whatnot, it's like, yeah, it, it's like, obviously, you're just, you're not part of that world. You know, it's like, just because someone's a professional actor or it would be in the norm to like professional sports, that doesn't necessarily mean that all actors like some type of professional sports. Just like with, um, with, with any type of, anything <laughs> you know any job any career whatever like if it's not if you're not about that life you're not about that life it's like i know the rules and regulations of football but i don't care to watch football unless it's the super bowl because i just feel on a competitive nature i don't like seeing everything play before the finals i like watching the end game in sports movies because that's the actual game that matters and then seeing what led up to that is is fine, but it's done in, in within less than two hours, but not within the length of an entire season. You see what I'm saying? So, basically, I get that last 15 minutes or last 30 minutes of a sports movie crammed into Super Bowl, the NBA Finals, the MLB playoffs, things like that, when it matters or when it's a team that I actually care to root for. So, you see how that works out? But it's like it's not like I just immediately disavow all things football I, I don't i don't care for it like that i'm not about that life but at the same time i understand that people can bring in and break down stats like it's nobody's business they know the ins and outs of different players names they know their last names their first names hell they know what their mama do on the weekend you know <laughs> it's like they're just about that life these people watch games and then they talk about the team winning and then they speak as if they also are a part of said team. <laughs> I'm not about that life. I think that that's weird. But at the same time, I understand where they're coming from because I buy Spider-Man paraphernalia. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? It's it's like, it, it, no matter what you say, they're technically, we're all nerds in some aspect. Even actors. And I was like, you wanted to be an actor. You liked watching movies and seeing actors so much, you wanted to do that. You're a nerd. <laughs> You're a nerd for acting. That's it. That's, that's all that it is. <laughs> you like acting so damn much, you took it as a profession. You like memorizing lines. You like doing things that you normally wouldn't do or portraying pretend characters. You like playing dress-up. You're a nerd for dress-up. <laughs> Breaking down all walls today. But he, he got those comic books. Again, I digress. He got those comic books. And then he was talking about he, the fan did that and how important he felt that the role now was. Because he didn't really see it that way. You know, it was like he understands that Marvel movies are a big deal. They have fans and things like that. But he didn't recognize the importance of the depth in which, you know, just even the most character who you would think is the most insignificant character still has a grander, huge role because that's how they made the comic book world. And I was like, it's cool that he thinks this way. But the fan was an idiot. To even assume that this was something that he should have done in order for the character that he loved to be portrayed correctly in a movie that's going to come out. Because I can tell you this from the be like from the get-go. It's just already made. Like there was nothing he could have gave him or shown him that would have changed the way how they wanted him to act as the character in said movie. Because the script is written. They already have everything down packed. There's nothing you can do even for that actor to portray this character in a different way. And that, that would make it even remotely identical to how the character is supposed to be 
from the comic books. What do I mean by that? The Great Ape Dude, if you didn't know, if you're someone who has seen the Black Panther movie, is supposed to be a major villain. That is a major Black Panther villain. Did he do anything villainous in the Black Panther movie? No. He arrived to the coronation like they're supposed to. He challenged Black Panther in the battle like they're supposed to. He lost in said battle. And and he walked away gracefully. He didn't declare war. He didn't start killing people or anything like that. No. He bowed out gracefully when they needed help. He was there to provide for help. And then he showed up at the end. And that that's it. That's 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 all that he did. That's all that his character did throughout the entire movie. There is nothing in the comic books that showcases him that would have had any significant change to how they written that dude in the movie. And the fact that a fan sits there and watches these Marvel movies and assume that if you sit there and contact the actor or tell the actor that, hey, you should play this character this way, or don't forget that this character had this major life-changing moment in this story, and you're supposed to portray this character after this said story, which is similar to this moment. And it's like, guess what, dude? If Disney says that they want them to laugh throughout this entire heart-wrenching scene, they have to laugh throughout that entire heart-wrenching scene. That's just how they made this world. These movie characters, the, the, the comic book movies, are essentially, they will never be correct adaptations of the comic books. They never will be. Because the only thing that they want is to franchise everything. And they're just taking... The, the skin of said character and throwing them up on the big screen. While you might know the meat and potatoes, skeleton, the muscle, the organs, and all that stuff, as well as the skin, we're not getting that. We're just getting the skin, the outer layer. This is a hollow husk of said character. Like I said, love Spider-Man. I hate Spider-Man Homecoming, and I hate Spider-Man Far From Home. Those movies are terrible in um terrible Spider-Man movies, and anyone who says otherwise is not a true Spider-Man fan. And then it's like, will I uh, also state that the Amazing Spider-Man movies were were good Spider-Man movies? They were. They actually were good Spider-Man movies. It's just that they had a terrible, they, they had a, um, they just had a, a terrible in the, um, indoctrination of a, of a subject matter that's not important towards Spider-Man, and actually every time it's brought up in the comics, it's always done terrible, it's always perceived bad, and it's it's never something that anyone cares about or has ever done correctly. But for some reason, the director was like, because no one's done it, that must mean that it needs to be done, which is something that you don't do, especially when something has a long history and fandom and whatnot. And it's like, you might, un- you might think you understand, but you don't, because you're not about that life. And there's nothing wrong with talking with someone who is about that life if you want to make sure that the fandom is properly... Motive, like they're properly motivated to like something or at, this, or at least be able to appreciate it a hell of a lot more because obviously you took what we had to say or what this fan had to think of into account much like the Sonic movie which did amazing despite the fact that the most of the people who were complaining would be older people who knew Sonic but when I went to the movie theaters to see that movie because of course I went to the movie theaters to see that movie there was nothing but kids everywhere but at the same time I still saw adults and the kids and adults all got up and cheered when they saw Tails at the end of the movie. Because, yes, <laughs> like, it was good. It was supposed to be good. They listened to the fans. Instead of having that disgusting monster that they originally made, they made a Sonic that we liked, and it was good. So there, there is 
there's, there's something to actually listening to fans. There's something to taking into account that the suggestions that they have to say. The Sonic movie wasn't perfect, but it was a good movie. And, and like I said, like I, I hate Far From Home and Homecoming. It's not any, they're not Spider-Man movies. They're, it's basically Iron Man's sidekick going through um, daddy issues when this is something that he should have dealt with a long time ago. But, hey, whatever. <laughs> and, and at the same time, it's, it's not something that I know anyone could have sat there on Disney and would have been able to have them fix it when they did the MCU movies. Because his role was meant to be exactly what he is. So me dic- um, like dictating and saying that I want Spider-Man to do this. I want Spider-Man to do that. He should be able to do this. Don't forget, this character is capable of lifting tons. Literal tons. And someone like Captain America is not strong enough to fight him on a fist-to-fist level. So let alone being able to pull him if his hands are webbed up. He, he just he, It's not happening. Like He wouldn't be able to break out of the webs... As much as we like to think that, because the textile strength with the webs is that much stronger than someone like Captain America. The thing is able to hold up and lift cars, people, for hours on end. It doesn't disappear for like either two to one hour. So it it's not something that someone's only capable of doing a couple of thousand pounds, despite how strong you want to make him is able to rip apart or anything like that. But that doesn't coincide with how the movie plays out. Well, the movie needs to have the main focus be Captain America and Iron Man. So someone like Spider-Man, who's basically far superior than them, needs to obviously take a back seat. Because of the fact that I know that that's how movies play out, I understand that, and I accept it. But I for damn sure I'm not going to waste my breath trying to go, oh, like, we need to tell the industry that they got to do this with this character if they're going to make the movie about this. They made a movie called Captain America Civil War. It could have been its own standalone movie movie rather than being associated with Captain America but that coincides with characters and their contracts and how many movies they're allowed to do and at the same time the story that is uh, Marvel Civil War had nothing to do with what was going on in Captain America Civil War but they gave it that tagline because they knew comic book fans would like it comic book fans know what the tagline means and they know exactly what it represents in the comics they can sit there and through word of mouth tell people we definitely need to go see this movie now it's associated with this in the comics. People would think and assume that maybe that's what we're going to get into these movies. So we need to go see these movies as well. And then the movies became a huge, giant hype beast because of it. It had people go and see it. And comic book people understood and recognized when they watched it. This has nothing to do with what they brought up in the comics, the reason why they called it Civil War. But the movie itself is marginally okay in order to be a passable, good enough movie to where you just let that thing slide. They did the exact same thing with Infinity War, They did this, that, and, that, and that's exactly what they did for Civil War. And you're going to keep doing that for movies in order to gain more people to look at. Um, the Age of Ultron, that's another one. It's like they just, they're taglines uh, or subheadings that don't really add anything to these movies because they're not trying to incorporate the comic book stuff for the fans who appreciate the comic books, they're just trying to get seats. They're just trying to get asses in the seats, and that's the best way they know how by increasing the word of mouth, as well as bringing up and making these things a hell of a lot bigger than they actually are, or and they actually are going to make them. So, I was like, it was stupid for that fan to assume. I felt like that fan just gave away basically 
thousands of dollars worth of comics for no damn reason. It's like, I get that there was a point he was trying to make, but it's like, dude, the point you're trying to make is, is a moot. It's a moot point because there's nothing you can tell this actor that he can do to represent this character that you care for in order for that character to get the right just, um, justification that you want him to have in this movie. It's not going to happen. They, they don't treat the characters properly. They don't care about their backstory. They don't care about how many years they've been in the comic book world or what they represent and whatnot. They write what they write, and then that's all there is to it. Look at the uh, the Marvel series that they had. Each character kind of went into... Um, they had Luke Cage wearing his original old outfit. Um, Hellcat wore her original old outfit. Someone else did. Um, they had Jessica Jones in her original outfit when she was, uh, I believe, Jewel. That was her superhero name. And in each um, version of that, as a joking thing, it's like, yeah, they, they showed the characters wearing those outfits. But the joke was that they were like, that's a stupid outfit. I'm not wearing this. I wouldn't be caught dead in this. Let's modernize my look. But... If anything, it's like, you can take that as a joke if you are if you know what that is, because that's what I did. And it's like, I know Hellcat's original outfit, and when I saw her put it on, she was like, oh no, I'm not wearing this. And I was like, I get it, that's a funny joke, that's a nice little jab at the original thing. But at the same time, it's also quite disrespectful to the original thing at the same time, you know? And I was like, this that, that outfit means something to certain people, it was identifiable. Characters, they became popular because of how they started off. And to undermine that by cutting it, saying, like, eh, it is a dumb outfit. And it's like, I'm not wearing that. I'm wearing this now. It, it, I just, I see that in this, like, it's a, it's like, basically, when your friends jokingly are sitting there saying something about your weight. <laughs> they still sit there and go, it looks like someone's eating too many cupcakes. <laughs> nah, man, I'm just playing with you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, he said he playing with you, but it doesn't mean you're not hurt. <laughs> Like, well, I can't eat cupcakes now because they start talking about me. No, nah, it's not fair. I don't even eat cupcakes. I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> but it is it's it, it's terrible. It's it's idiotic to think that at this point in time they care what the fans have to say because they don't. Um, they really don't. They never will. They're not going to. But it's also even more idiotic that they're doing what they're doing in the comic book industry. It's one thing to do this in the movie industry because the movie industry doesn't need the comic book industry in order for it to survive. Not anymore. They, they're, they're fine on their own just by using the characters' names. It's like if they get well within just the key points that make this character popular, they're golden. And it's like you just now incorporate that into the big screen and people will sit and enjoy it and watch it. And it's like you're going to get those same people who like said character to like said movies and you're fine. You're going to be fine. So then it's like, okay, as long as they're doing that, they have nothing to worry about. I mean, look how many freaking X-Men movies came out. And the movies literally, like, match up as half of them are good, half of them are bad. And there's nothing we can all do about it. But at the same time, you gotta remember, they just kept making the damn movies. They never stopped making X-Men movies. They just kept making them. So it was like they did other movies did well in showing the, showcasing the characters' powers and different interactions and whatnot, or they were Wolverine Origins, you know? <laughs> and now the Dark Phoenix movie. Just terrible movies all around. But at the same time, you also get movies like Logan and uh, Days Before, um, Days, um, Days of Futures Past. It, great movies. Really great movies that were amazing X-Men movies. But at the same time, you, you still got, yeah, Wolverine Origins. 
and and Wolverine and the X-Men 3, The Last Stand. Bad movies. <laughs> I have X-Men 3, The Last Stand. I watch it. I have no problem with it. Um, I understand that it is bad, but I'm not going to just dog the movie outright. And it's like, yeah, it, it's bad, but so so's Logan liking Jean Grey, but that's a major, major plot point for those movies. It ain't nothing anybody can do about it. But now, all of a sudden, now, that's an actual thing. That's an actual thing that people showcase and they talk about and they have in the comics. But it never was a thing in the comics. They needed it for the movies. And because the movies help toy sales and comic book sales, they now have to put that little sub-thing in the comics. And that just kept happening and happening and happening for years. And now Cyclops and Wolverine are gay for each other while both of them are dating Jean Grey. Which makes absolutely no sense. But, again, that goes back to the fact that comic book creators and writers now don't give a damn about fans or the original source material of things that they're working with. They just care about virtue signaling. Just showcasing all the stuff that they like talking about. Or the things that they want stories to be based around. Their agendas. Their 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 ideal, their ideal um, fantasy worlds and stuff like that. Crap that you would see on fan fiction that you would go, alright, this is just ridiculous. But now that they have the power to incorporate that with characters who actually get uh, people, you know, like, attention. Because now they have characters that get people attention rather than make their own characters. Yeah, they can incorporate whatever the hell they want. And it's it's getting sad because they're just, so many people are telling them, like, this is terrible, this is bad, we don't like this stuff. And they're going, well, if you don't like it, then don't buy it. And they're telling them, we're the only ones who buy it. So if we don't buy it, then you guys no longer will be able to make comic books anymore. And then who will be out? Like, who loses out on that one? (laughs) It's like, we both do. And they just instilled in their writers, especially Marvel, because Marvel is the worst one. DC does this crap too, but Marvel is the worst one. But they just instilled in their writers that... It's totally fine for you to do this. Who cares what fans have to think? I mean, the, what is it, like, the head dude for um, Marvel Comics is just constantly on Twitter talking about how bad the president is when it has nothing to do with comic books. And it's like, like again, again, like I said, Twitter, it's a public site. You do whatever the hell you want. I have no problem with that. But then this dude is also notorious for telling everybody that, hey, if comic book fans don't like your comic, for, fuck them. They, they don't care. Who cares about them? They don't matter. Yeah, they don't matter. <laughs> they don't care. They don't care. We don't care. They don't matter. We're still going to make the comic and do whatever we need to do. Now, did you hear what the president just said? And it's like, dude, no, <laughs> no. This thing has literal decades of just being the lowest form of entertainment that anyone could possibly think of. Reading comics used to be something that was an immediate shun from society here in America. Just, I mean, we have literal movies that are about the fact that people who were either outcast in social groups or whatnot could only have an exit through comic books. So now the fact that they're having the limelight and now being, fan, being a fan of comic books and knowing a lot about comic books is now a positive because it's okay to cash in on that geek culture and that nerd culture now, then it's like, okay, then just at least give it some form of respect. But it's like, no, the way how we're going to show our respect is to use this nerd and geek culture 
to now talk about things that essentially have literally no place in nerd and geek culture because they're irrelevant in nerd and geek culture. You can introduce a character who is a lesbian in any type of comic book. That's totally fine. You know how nerds react to that? They, they don't care. They really don't care. If the costume is good enough, people will, co- uh, will cosplay as it. If the story is good enough, people will read it. But to sit there and go, this character's a lesbian. She's a lesbian. Respect the fact that she's a lesbian. Oh, you're discriminating against her because she's a lesbian. You guys hate lesbians. Lesbian, lesbian, lesbian. And it immediately makes everyone get get put off with the character and they want nothing to do with it. I mean, cosplays are still going to cosplay as it, but <laughs> they're not going to <laughs> they're not going to look towards the material for anything other than different outlooks for how their costume are supposed to look. But it's like you're just you're constantly berating people with this whatever message that you believe you need to have. And it's like you don't need a message. You just need a well-balanced character with an amazing story that lets me respect them. I respect this character, period. You just gotta respect it yourself with this story. But you're not doing that. You're just constantly trying to berate or degrade me as a reader from even liking this story because of the fact that you believe that I'm not someone who should read this story, but in- instead it should be a non-existent person who doesn't even read these stories. Like, these these people who you're trying to incorporate and get a hold of in these comic books don't even read comic books. And then you're making it to where the comic books are no longer getting the fandom or the popularity through word of mouth anymore because no one's liking to read your comics. So that group of people who you could have indoctrined into reading comics and whatnot no longer can read said comics, or no longer wants to read said comics because they're too busy trying to just defend the idea behind the comic without actually having any type of interest in buying or reading said comic, which is now the rabbit hole that they found themselves in. And so, uh, one of the terrible things that's happening right now is the fact that, um, you know, a lot of the artists since the Pistol Down initiative um, essentially have have no work. They They're not doing anything and these people are literally going around begging um their fans and whatnot to support them you know and it's like hey um you know pay patreon paypal things like that like hey if you guys can donate something you know to us because you know we're struggling like we're struggling like a lot of other people and and in which case if you're a fan and you support you know an industry or anything like that and you want to make sure that it's fine people are doing it for like the mom and pop shops the restaurants and things like that and it's totally fine because it's like yeah these things were totally cool and then this terrible thing happened and it might make this thing that i like this just it's small but i i find it significant then this might actually make it disappear because of the struggles everyone's going through and it's like so donating money to that to different causes and stuff like that is totally fine but when you go out of your way to tell the people who would be willing to donate to you that you suck, then no, it doesn't work like that. It's just literally catching flies with vinegar, not honey. <laughs> you're, you're trying to get people to help you during a financial crisis, and then you tell them that they don't respect and understand what you're trying to do because they're too stupid, because they're just men who are incels or... Whatnot. And it's like you're, you're throwing all, you're casting and throwing all the shade 
And it just, it makes absolutely no sense that you would then assume that I can say all of these hateful, terrible things to people who love these characters that I'm now in charge of. And then I expect them to just immediately drop whatever it is they're doing and help me during my time of need. While I continue to butcher and destroy a character that they like, as well as insult them on a daily basis. And it's like, there's, there's, no, there's no type of math where that adds up. There's none. And, and it's because of that that these people are just, the, the, the ship is sinking, the shit is, and it's on fire, and none of them are jumping off of it. And, like, Marvel keeps hiring all these writers that are just brand new people who just obviously just don't understand the characters that they're dealing with, the source material, the history of said characters, or even give a damn about doing anything new or having their own interesting story or interesting plot point with their characters and all these wonderful things. The New Warriors idea and initiative makes absolute sense. The concept of redoing New Warriors with, with new brand new characters in order to get the same boom from when New Warriors originally was released um, all those many years ago. Because New Warriors itself was just used to introduce brand new characters who, if they were popular enough, went on their own thing and made their own standalone books. Uh, Nova was a part of it as well as like a few other characters in the original New Warriors so it wouldn't be wrong to think in this time in which so many people are clamoring to the older characters starting out small and introducing new people who eventually can build up a fandom that that then we can even incorporate into the movies or the TV shows later on wouldn't be such a bad idea but the way they're going about it is to constantly have these characters some type like fit and try to incorporate some type of demographic that they believe is capable of reading these comics when there is no proof that these people that <laughs> are in this demographic read comics so again like they're, they're shooting themselves in the heart and then we got what they made with the new warriors which is just god awful and everyone is telling them it's god awful but marvel is still gonna go give it the green light they're still gonna make the books People are going to hate them. The sales are going to do bad. And if they feel necessary, they might reboot them where they'll keep the exact same characters but change up the art style. Or they'll do something else with them. They're not going to drop it. They're not going to drop it because it's not their way. And it's just everyone who tells them this is bad. It's going from bad to worse. You guys are wasting money, time, and resources for something that no one wants. And Marvel's just going to look at everyone and go, these guys don't know what they're talking about. These these fans of ours <laughs> are so stupid. Hell, DC did the same thing with the Gotham High thing. And it's like, hey, I want to make a love triangle story. And they're like, okay. Um, and I want it to be a young adult type thing. Okay. I want to make it um, about Batman. Okay. And there's just so many people screaming out, no. Like, think of, literally, think of your story. Um, and just and, and just assume or just think of your story without the needed accessory of having well-known prominent characters a part of your story. Would you would anyone even think of that being something that could make money? If you didn't make uh, Gotham High revolve around Bruce Wayne, the Joker, Catwoman, supposedly all of these characters, because that wasn't Bruce Wayne is not the Joker and is not Catwoman. Um, Bruce Wayne's not half Asian. The Joker doesn't name isn't Jack Napier. 
Um, that's that's a name that certain people call him in certain books and stories, but it has been proven that Joker does not have a name. Hell, they just made a movie where his name was Arthur Fleck. So, the case in point. Um, but, and then Selena Kyle is, is a white lady. <laughs> she, she's her white. Her white. There has been different people being Selena Kyle, but, there, I mean, different people being Catwoman, but Selena Kyle is white. Shabam. Because as far as I know, in the old age Batman, they went through three different Catwomen, but I don't remember any of those Catwomen ever going by the synonym of Selena Kyle. Yeah, that's right. Adam West. <laughs> and then if that's not true, I don't know, because I never watched the old 80s Batman. Kapow, Kawap, Blam. Please correct me. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. So, but at the same time, it's just, they did that. Despite so much backlash, so much hate, so many people. Hell, I did a, I did a podcast about that because I thought Gotham House was ridiculous. I didn't want to do it on New Warriors because I was like, yeah. It, this is this is gay. I was like, this is just gay. <laughs> I just I had nothing to say about it. I watched all the videos of people talk dogging it, and I was just like, this this is just gay. I, I want nothing to do with this because it, it's Marvel. And it's like the only thing I like about Marvel is Spider Man, the Hulk, eh, um, um, uh, there's someone. No, no, there isn't. It's just Spider-Man and the Hulk. That's it. I don't, literally don't care about no one else. So, it's like, with that, why, it was like, had, had no dog in that fight. Because there was nothing to say. It's just, I looked at it and went, nope. Gay. <laughs> and, and I was done with it. And, uh, and I don't mean gay in a derogatory, and, um, hateful, spiteful way. I mean, gay isn't, you know, gay. It's gay. Well, I like it. Um, and it, it's just this this ridiculous back and forth that's happening with the comic industry. And the fact that right now, in the time where they need fan support and the, the, their past respect and their past um, inspired fandom to help them out the most, and the fact that all they're constantly doing is just berating and beating these people like they're like these they're baby seals and they got these clubs that are, and they're just letting them know that they're better than them and stronger and they need their fur for coats and, and it's like the baby seals are going into the ocean and then they're looking like where are they going they're supposed to want to get beat what is happening to my world and it's just it's so stupid it's just so stupid it's like i know i, I lo and behold if the people who originally started these characters were around they would not allow this bullshit to happen because they, they put love and care into these characters. They built up the, the, the world. They introduced them the way they did. They had these well-crafted stories that improved on them greatly. And it's like what we're getting now is just anything that can fit whatever agenda that they want. And that's what they go with. I mean, hell, Disney did the same thing with Star Wars. They, let, they, they, put, a, they put a lady in charge of everything Star Wars who clearly sets out to make everything a part of a particular agenda. And then she put in charge in one of the movies, a director who literally stated he does not care about Star Wars and did a whole bunch of things in the movie that he felt personally would improve on the movie without thinking about the consequences that the fandom 
and their extensive lore building that they've done with Star Wars over the years would question anything that he did. And and, and that's exactly what they did. And it's been met with hate throughout the world. Right now they're having an issue with Hasbro because of the fact that none of the um, toys from the from the new movies are selling as well as they should have because of the fact that one of the major things that um, Star Wars gets their money from are from toys. And they're like, the toys from the movies, no one wants them. It's like, because no one likes the movies. So the thing that makes the toys um, popular and it costs a lot of money eventually, which would be the fans want and need for the limited supply of toys, is not happening because they don't want the toys because they don't like the movies that the toys are associated with. Meaning that if the movies were better, then the toys would have sold, and then that means that the toys would be worth a hell of a lot more money down the line. But that's not what they did. <laughs> that's not what they're doing. And it shows. And it's like it's, they're, they're, they're shooting themselves in the heart and not, not the foot, just straight for the heart. And it's like no one is paying attention to this. And it's not just the the, um, the other dude who did the, the movie's fault. It's J.J. Abrams as well. The dude doesn't know how to do an original movie. So that, that was their other fault for getting him incorporated in anything like that. I would have went with Ron Howard for the original, for the new movies. That's just me. That's like, if you were able to get him for Solo, even though they kicked him off because of the creative differences, he didn't want to deal with the female BS. Because <laughs> he's Ron Howard. Then they're going to know how to direct a movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He was on Happy Days, goddammit. He knows how to direct a movie. Um, so, it's like, you got him. And it's like, if you were capable of getting him, that would have been my first choice. For someone to do um, Star Wars. And if I'm not mistaken. He's a fan of it. Um, if I am right. I believe he is a fan of Star Wars. So you would want someone. Who at least respects the material enough. To do it justice. Hell um, the dude who did the Amazing Spider-Man. 1 and 2 movies. At least was a fan of Spider-Man. It's just that he thought. That it would be okay to do a story about his parents. He didn't think the longevity. That every time people do stories with the parents. It turns out badly no one likes it and it's dumb but he thought that no i could do it <laughs> and it was just the same thought everyone makes when they do that crap and it's always wrong and now one of the things everyone's talking about is the clone saga which is the worst story in the spider-man mythos but because it's incredibly popular uh they want to make that into either the movies or whatever not thinking about the fact that the clone saga is popular because of it being bad. It's infamous. It's not famous. It's infamous. It's so bad that everyone talks about it. And it's just so convoluted, so bad, and so ridiculous. Nobody likes it. But they keep mentioning it. Because it goes back to what I said in the beginning. People talk more about bad comics than they do about good comics. Uh, and, and it's just, it shows that. And so because of that, you got these big business people that saying, Hey, they keep talking about this clone saga. Maybe we should do something with this clone saga. And God, I hope they don't stay away from the clone saga. It is so dumb. Even with like the, the comic book dealing with the jackal and all that BS. Even the old Spider-Man animated series that came out in like 1994 did a thing with the clone saga. And that was ridiculous. And it was like, that at least was passable because when you saw that, you were a stupid kid. But you saw what it did to the series. It got it canceled. <laughs> when, the, when the whole thing was over with, it was all, they, they canceled it. So, it, the Clone Saga does no good for Spider-Man. Um, introducing other Spider-Man people in Spider-Man does good. But Clone Sagas, no, no, no boy, no.
you know, it's like you could do dimensional stuff with brand new Spider-Man, but you make clones of Spider-Man? Nah, you done, you done, you done gloved up. You gloved up. So, it's just, uh, it's just so much that's just terrible about the comic book industry. I mean, they immediately had to stop going, doing the straight to digital because they knew they weren't going to get money doing that, so they didn't do that. Um, a lot of comic book, because a lot of comic book sales are actually done with, uh, hard copies, you know, people want the actual book, that's the whole point, is that the collector, uh, value of it, those are the main people who buy comics, comic book shops, actually selling comic books aren't their own major source of, isn't the major source of income, they actually do more stuff, so, and a lot of people are like, hey, I want to help out my comic book shop during this crisis, and it's like, we could do something with them to help them out, you know, send them money and things like that, and it's like, yeah, but they're not, they're not getting the comics that they that we want to buy. We, it's like certain people don't even want to associate with it. It's just a lot is going on. And then the comic book industry is like, hey, instead of making this crap, we can make good comics that make people flock to these stores when we finally are able to distribute them and sell them again. That way, these comic book, like these mom and pop shops that we got that distribute our stuff can stay afloat for a good hot minute. Because it's like, once they release new comic books, they that's where they get a bulk of their sales. Like, they always sold out the best during the first issue. And it's like, after that, it's just a testament of exactly how popular and, uh, and long-lasting it is. A case in point to the Spider-Man Deadpool comic that they did, which was a genius thing, by the way. I have multiple issues of that, and I don't really care to, like, I don't really care to buy comics. But Spider-Man, my favorite character, and Deadpool, a character who's just amazing. Yeah, that's the other one. Deadpool. That's the other guy that I like. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, Spider-Man, Hulk, Deadpool. There you go. Yeah. And then it's like those two together, wisecracking, one of them fourth wall breaking, and just a genius pair. The thing was initially supposed to be like six issues, and it landed in like damn near like 30 or something like that. Because it was so goddamn popular and good and well-written. Had a vast amount of different characters. They stretched on different um, moments, tones, and things like that. Hell, Spider-Man was in, wearing a disguise, looking like a black guy, and he was hitting on, um, was it, uh, he was hitting on a, he was hitting on a succubus. <laughs> like, that was, it was genius. They took Spider-Man and Deadpool's DNA and spliced it within this weird monster chick who calls both of them daddy, and then Deadpool was basically... Um, under the impression that since she is their daughter, technically, that they need to be in a relationship now. And Spider-Man is just like, no, this is this is all wrong and weird. She needs to die. <laughs> so, just, it, 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 and it, it was good. But it's something that respected, cared about, and people, and you know, it respected and cared about the characters that they were using. Had a lot of nods to different things that were related to Spider-Man as well as related to Deadpool. Um, had um, Deadpool actually accidentally killed Peter Parker, found out that it was wrong, didn't know Peter Parker is Spider-Man, then um, went and spoke to Lady Death to bring him back to life. She did, and then his wife was like, he's sleeping on the couch because she could smell Lady Death on him. And he was like, baby, I had to do it for a friend. She, I don't care. And I was like, that was, that was hilarious. And I, I liked that. And it was like, that was funny. But at the same time, it also coincides with what I said earlier. No one talked about that comic the Spider-Man Deadpool comic was flipping amazing. No one talked about it because it was a good comic. <laughs> oh, no one talked about We Are Robin. That was really good. 
They just canceled it. it just, oh, the bastards. But, man, that's, that's, it's, like, it's like there's nothing you can really do if you care. And the problem is, is that you care. That's why, that's what makes it that much more hurtful. You care. <laughs> what is the deal? Like, like what uh, Jim Carrey said on The Grinch. He all know. The presents. The toys. <laughs> like, he's like, Cindy Lou, the presents. And I can't send him my home as I'm about to go over a cliff. And I care. What is the deal? <laughs> I don't think this actually makes sense. I know, I know that movie. And I, I can't remember that part right now. I watched that movie every Christmas. I love that movie. Where are you, Christmas? <laughs> How can I find you? <laughs> it's like, ah. Yeah, it's like that. That's the biggest crux of all of this. It's like, I, like I said, I don't buy comics. I'm not someone who goes to a comic book store and buy comics. If it's not anything interesting, I don't care. After Spider-Man and Deadpool comics got to a certain point, I stopped caring to buy them. I have comics that I bought that was related to Deadpool and Spider-Man that I haven't even read yet. I just they're just in my closet in a box, and it's like I know they're there. And you know, one day when like my internet dies and my lights cut off, and I just like, I can't connect to the internet on my phone or something. I'll, like, you know, use the flashlight or open up a window and then read those comics. I've done it before. I can do it again. Uh, times are tight. <laughs> the terrible things happen to me. So, it's like, I know they're there and I'm fine with that. I have, I have manga books that I can just look at and read over and over again. And I also have download animated I can watch over and over again. It's nice to know that it's there, but I don't necessarily need to just engorge myself on it immediately as soon as I get it. I'm a very patient man. So it's like I don't I don't buy comic books like that, but I understand that world. I know that world. I made it apparent to care to understand that world. Considering the fact that right now I'm currently like writing a comic book myself with my buddies. Shameless plug carpet is coming soon. Look out for it. Eventually I will tell you guys the email address in order to get carpet as soon as we put it on for viable bio, um, use. Is that a word? Viable? Yeah, so you can buy it. There you go. Be simple. Be a man. Be a man! So it's like, I, I understand that world. I'm, I'm going to do the whole shebang-a-bang of you know, going to conventions and whatnot. It then might not be as lucrative as it should be after this into after this whole pandemic thing going on, and that sucks. Probably should have, like, got introduced a while ago. Could have cashed in on the fact that people got to stay at home. Damn it! Oh, mad, just so mad. But it it is what it is. But it's like I I, I understand those people because those people are the consumers. So it's like if I appeal to their better nature, they'll consume my product. Cause look look at the um. The lower, the lower comic book uh, places, they, you got the lower end studios that are basically still staying true to their characters, um, doing things like, uh, I know the creator of Spawn had a figurine that he was donating or putting up for auction, and so many people bid on it, and it like, it, like a bunch of money got spent on trying to get that damn figurine, and then you got someone who's a, like a writer for um, Marvel, and they were just asking for people to help them out with some donations, and they only raised like a couple of hundred dollars. 
but the Spawn figurine was like for thousands of dollars, and it's like, this is just, basically it's a damn toy, so, <laughs> like you can see, instead of someone who actually is necessary to continue a story living, people more wanted a toy, <laughs> just because of the fact that they respected the creator a hell of a lot more from Spawn, because Spawn stays true to Spawn. Spawn doesn't show up and he goes, I'm no longer a man, I'm a, I'm non-binary, you may call me, um, them, uh, Itzika, <laughs> and Stopica, because <laughs> I'm also part mana, I, um, I no longer deal with hell stuff, I deal with magic fairies, and my name is no longer Spawn, it is the sapling that did not grow, thank you. <laughs> And, but it's like, it, it's, it's terrible, because it's like, you see the progress and like the positive side of people who actually care about their fans, and they care about the work that they're doing, and giving it good, like, giving it good props, <laughs> you know, and then you see what's happening to the people who don't care about the, what they're doing, or the characters that they're doing it to, and you're seeing the negative aspect of that. And if for some reason you just got these people sitting in business chairs that's just looking at all this money that's being wasted, and they're just going, stay the course. This'll, it'll all blow over or something. And it's just, it's dumb. It's just straight up dumb. But hey, I'm just, I'm just a fan uh, of Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man Unlimited. Spider-Man Unlimited. <laughs> Oh man, so that's it for me, um, another, another little nice ramble, god, I just, I wish and hope that these, these people got their shit together, so that they no longer would do the bad things that they do, but they still keep doing them, <laughs> um, and, and it's like, it, it, like, what exactly is the proper way to get it through, like, Marvel and DC to just stop with this BS that's going on. I mean, think of what, like, DC is not at no absolute fault. I mean, their constant need of trying to push Harley Quinn as a singularized uh, female character is ridiculous considering that her origin and everything is that of a sidekick character and her entire existence stems from being a sidekick to Joker. Why not be proficient and make your own brand new female character? Or do better stories from one of your pre-existing female characters that don't get enough attention? Have her be thrown into a brand new situation dealing with new people. No, they just Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn. Oh, just terrible, just terrible. I mean, the, the DC gals thing like that, that'd be the perfect opportunity to see exactly what stick and what don't. Because now, what like Zatanna is slowly starting to get up there in popularity. Like um, it's like she's like a little a nice rising star because of the um, the DC animated movies as well as like a. Certain little things and like the the DC action little cartoons and the shorts and whatnot and it's like yeah they're having Zatanna do she's starting to become a lot more prominent figure. Uh, you can always tell who's starting to become far more popular based on different fan art that's getting made. <laughs> so when you see people do certain fan art of characters, then you know who's popular. Like huh, like this character must be very popular because people are drawing them all the time. But if they ain't drawing them, then they, they ain't popular. I mean, like, look, like, everyone talks about Supergirl, but the character that's popular is Power Girl. I wonder why. <clears throat> look up Power Girl. 
wonder why she's so popular. <laughs> she got a great big set of personality. <laughs> you know, it's terrible. That Supergirl show will never have her in that costume. <laughs> they should, but they never would. She lacks the, uh, the assets <laughs> that Power Girl is uh, known for. And, uh, yes, yes, all, all of their, her goodies, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> oh, man, I'm a freak. So, so it's like, like I'm, I'm sad. So it's like, hey, what can you, what can you possibly say to these industry moguls to get them to get on the right track, to get them to understand? Like, how, how much can you complain to them? When they're not listening to anybody, they're they're purposely telling you that they're not listening to anybody. They're going out of their way to not listen to anybody on these decisions that they're making. So, what exactly can be done? It's like, do we have to wait for this ship to crash and burn and sink in order for a new one to get built that understands exactly what the hell went wrong with the last ship? And if that's the case, that's going to be terrible because while that ship is still sinking, it's a slow sink. You know, it's just a slow sink. I can just stop saying sink because I'm thinking of like the actual sink. But it it's a slow descent. It's this is not happening fast. It, I wish it would. Then it's like you wouldn't have to worry or care about these terrible new comics and the new agendas that they're pushing to actually get, you know, turned into something uh, viable. You know, like a movie or a cartoon or anything like that. But essentially, that's what they're trying to do. That's the aim. That's the goal. Because Marvel no longer needs the comic book version of Marvel, but they need the IPs of the characters that they have there. So, it would be fair to say that basically they'll just be using the comic books now to introduce new characters or to make new characters. That way, they can introduce and make new movies and TV shows based off of the characters. Hell, they did the Runaways. That was a TV show, and that has nothing to do with the comic. And I thought the TV show was horrible. But the comic, it being original, it being amazing, had brand new characters, was was dope. It was so good. Oh, it was so good. And then I just watched the TV show and I was like, this is not, this ain't it. This is not it at all. The main bad guy is aliens. They're supposed to be guys that get a sacrifice every, like, every once in a while. But it's aliens? I don't like this. I don't, I don't want, I don't want nothing to do with this. It just bad and it's like we're focusing on the parents now when will they run away it's called runaways because literally it opens up in the comic with them all running away it's the the whole point of the freaking name <laughs> so it's like just oh it's just terrible it's just so damn terrible and like like i said like i have no idea how to voice an opinion so it's like the only thing i can do is this it's sad but that, that's all you can do because like, i would love if they were to incorporate different characters and have them get amazing justifications and uh, representations in their movies and whatnot. And it's like, you want to have a character that's um, bisexual? You want to have a character that's a lesbian? And it's like, those characters exist. Write for those characters. Just don't make it to where the whole point of the story is to showcase that they're lesbians and bisexuals, but have these characters have their story. They just so happen to be that. Like what you do with, with any type of someone of a certain race. Like this is a superhero who just happens to be a Mexican. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't make this character go, Ahiba! <laughs> and say tequila all the time. Like, no, why are you doing that? That's bad. 
But he need to know he's Mexican. We already know. It's fine. Just have this character as an amazing story. He's trying to save the love that, that left him because some crazy guy took over a town or something like that. You just, it's just a story. Just make a story with this character. Ah. But it's like, that's just not what happens. Oh, man. It, it makes you so frustrated because it's, so, it's such a simple fix. But for some reason, agenda pushing is just, for whatever reason, agenda pushing and social justice warrior people logic, for some reason, trumps common sense. It just it just overshadows it like crazy. And it's like you can't outmaneuver it or get out of its way. It's just for whatever reason, that stuff is just always in front of common sense. And it's like, yo, common sense tells you just don't do that because that never turns good. And it's just, they go, well, you obviously don't like women. <laughs> it's like, what? Why are we doing this? Don't do this. It's terrible. Please stop. I dropped my pen. And with that, it's the end of this podcast. <laughs> I dropped my pen. That's an inconvenience. I, I'm done with inconveniences. I don't like them. I don't want them. Get it away. So, this inconvenience has ruined my day. I no longer wish to speak. So, with that being said, um... I probably have more to talk about, but as soon as I do, I'll let you know. This has been Fun with Flame, and as always, people, uh, I'm Daniel the Flame, and I hope you had fun.